What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 260. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Not anymore, from what it sounds like. He only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Only 40 episodes away from episode 300. Book your tickets now. We're doing a destination wedding in Tahiti. (laughs) (laughs) We have to figure out what we're going to do. Start sending in your... your, uh, What what should we do for episode 300? Obviously, another live event. We're going to get everybody back together. We'll be in San Francisco, probably, and we'll do it here. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, you're cutting me off. I'm saying, what what do you think we should do, ladies and gentlemen? Email us at beyond.ign.com. Would you do you want to come back to the IGN lunchroom? Because one of those things we all want, you know. I think I've kicked around the idea before of doing the uh, going somewhere, doing it or whatever, and like a destination style thing. But I guess it's a big deal to the listener to actually come to IGN, right? Come and see the office. Come and be in San Francisco. Yeah. Eat at twenty first or something. Yeah, that's true. Except I also think that just seeing the community is is a huge draw, especially if you are oh, sure. part of the community and to see all those people face to face. Podcast Beyond Two Hundred was amazing. It was it like be, a once yeah. in a lifetime thing until we do three hundred. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess we won't, we'll never do episode two hundred again. So that was once in a lifetime. But we can, um, we can always see our friends again. I will say that uh, it would be kind of fun to do it at a different venue, though, because we've had so many uh, community venues here at the office, and it would be neat. Now, it would also, you know, uh, take a little strain off of our, um, you know, support team here. Sure. So, Let yeah. us know, ladies and gentlemen, what your thoughts are. you got 40 weeks to figure it out, but email us soon, I guess, so we actually look through it and do it. Time. Predi- uh, prediction, it'll be in the IGN office in San Francisco, California. Prediction, it will be. It'll be hosted by uh, PlayStation Executive Editor Andrew Goldfarb. <laughs> All of us will be gone. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what the next 40 weeks bring. And it's a PC podcast. (laughs) Ryan Clements giving you breakdowns on the best keyboards. Uh, If you want to come to Podcast Beyond 300, you got plenty of time to figure that out. If you want to see, though, a live Podcast Beyond, you get your shit together. Because it's happening a week from Saturday, the 13th, right? Am I right? No, that's not right. That's not the date. I forgot to It's the the 13th. Is it the 13th? Oh, right, because I was getting confused. My birthday Uh, is the 14th. There you go. Happy birthday. Um, October 13th, ladies and gentlemen, in New York City... The Javits Center. New York City. As part of live, uh, what do you call it? The, the New York Comic Cons. There'll be a live podcast beyond. It's called free, you know, IGN's Free Shit Podcast Beyond. You go there, you get to see Podcast Beyond recorded in front of your eyes with the new cast. Colin Moriarty and Ryan Clement. <laughs> the new cast. Well, I'm not there. I, we've been advertising as a Greg Miller uh, joint. I had to step out. Yeah, so now yeah. you guys get to go. Just fucking train wreck it up up there. I'm, I'm, I'm so trying to excited. draw a cube on my. I can't, I've noticed I can't it's not do it. going well. I can't do it. We'll take some photos. We'll put it in the article. So, uh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut off your promotion. Please. That was it. I'm promoting uh, you. I'm okay. promoting you. Promoting Great. you. Everybody, go to New York Comic Con. Go see Podcast Beyond. Steal. That's an awful cue. <laughs> Steal. Beat people up. Get get their ticket. Get inside that Comic Con. You go see it. It's 9 p.m. Saturday, the 13th. 9 p.m. IGN's free shit slash. I love it. It's so late in the day. (laughs) Bring some cognac and drink it up there. Ooh. Yeah. I did that for you. Are you excited? Are you 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 ready? I'm glad uh, to see that. I'm, yeah. I'm glad to see the Beyond tradition continues with the core yeah, cast there. I'm ex- I'm extremely excited, and also um, I can't do it. I pretty much. So what are you trying to do exactly, buddy? I'm, tra- I'm trying to draw a cube. A cube. Yeah. You Before can't I draw forget, a cube. No. Before I get, forget, give it to are me, and I'll take a photo. Of it. Is that what these are? Here? Yeah. Those are like. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can find this uh, Collins cube drawings in the uh, podcast Beyond article 260 over at uh, ps3.ign.com or Vita. And Duck, what I was IGN, what I was just gonna say is, uh, um, obviously, any time that I get a chance to go back to the East Coast, it's very exciting. Um, I'm not actually from New York City proper, but I am from New York New State. New York City. <laughs> and I am. Uh, I always just I love going back there, and I have an infatuation with New York City. I mean, just 
the it's it really is the closest i i feel like to me in maybe in maybe just in our country i can't speak on a global scale but i feel like in our country it's the closest to the sort of megapolis uh no no megapolis no no i'm trying to say metropolis but in a cool sci-fi like megalopolis megalopolis that's what it's called megalopolis uh yeah like the you know a big metropolis like kind of this huge like uh hub of activity uh culture food tech people music i mean it's got it all having uh, having having not traveled extensively outside of the country i can guarantee you that new york city is the best city in the world wow yeah all right having not traveled outside the country but you you have recently for germany i did i did that's really cool germany didn't win didn't win the title let's talk about something real fast yeah this will be a very short tangent okay all right so uh people have jokingly suggested that i should not be called the playstation powerhouse anymore because my gaming tastes have changed so much Uh recently yeah but when when it was suggested i'd be called the pc powerhouse because it still has the alliteration you said i'm not even that and you laughed so i want to know what do we say that today no, this, was, uh, this, was, this was a while ago, but we never had a chance to talk about it. So I want to know, should, should my name just for legacy sake... Be Powerhouse? Like, no. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Powerhouse? <laughs> I think it is. There it is. All right. Powerhouse. Uh, Welcome to Podcast Beyond episode 261. I'm one of your host, Greg Miller, alongside Powerhouse. <laughs> powerhouse Clements. <laughs> no, no, just Ryan leave it. Clements there's no the, the, there's no Ryan Clements. It's Powerhouse. Guys, I'm Powerhouse. Um, <laughs> Sound like an 80s wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> a touch date he's wrestling yeah, touched, yeah, nice like, yeah cause like my, my knowledge of PC uh, tech is certainly not nowhere near as close I forget as why I insulted Charlie you even or... on your on your PC stuff I guess that was it more maybe oh yeah that's all cause and like I mean, you're, you're very you're, you're very in tune with the games you're playing at the moment like Guild Wars and then yeah, the other PC stuff yeah. Um, yeah 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 and that's the thing Guild like, Wars that, <laughs> that was yeah. my that was my attempt to say it like like Michelle Tanner, but it didn't work because oh, it's, mm. it's woes. Well, well, I can't I, tell if you're I trying will, to do like the Japanese accent. No, or no, no, no. I will always have a now nah, with soft platinum trophy support. <laughs> I will always have a soft spot for PlayStation, especially since that's kind of where uh, after the N64, I completely broke off from Nintendo and pretty much went all Sony after that, as you guys all know. Good choice. But um, <laughs> well, GameCube was fun. But, but uh, no, yeah, GameCube was was great. Um, but I, I've always tried to consider myself a little bit more of like multi-platform. Like I've been really into PC now because I really like it. It's convenient for me. Uh, it's the, probably the most powerful of the systems that I have available to me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm just really enjoying it. That I, I don't want people to think that just because I'm really into PC recently doesn't mean like I don't think anything of console gaming or handheld gaming. I mean, I like it all any gaming is gaming it just depends on where people's uh you know preferences are what's easy for them what you know suits their style when was the last time you played your vita remember i played the uh, gravity rush when i went back to buffalo like a month was it a month ago i forgot if it was a month or two ago times three fingers it flew it flew by what was the thing you always say about comments with gravity rush Oh, they, they, you, you made a big deal about that. It was going to be the game that was. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is the reason I'll buy a Vita, and then you didn't play and it. I like, had, and I remember I had a Vita at launch, and then just didn't play Gravity Rush at all when it came out. I hear you. It's no yeah. big deal. I was on the I was on the plane the other day, and I I turned on the Vita, and it was just like. I turned it on out of like habit. I was just like I went through. I started like the pinball for a second. I started some a little King story. Just like nah, none of, none, none of this is what I want to do. Just went, uh, went and read on the iPad. There are still some Vita games I'm super pumped for. I yeah. mean, uh, Persona and... I cannot uh, fucking wait for Persona. Really Persona is exactly what I'm looking for in the Vita. I want to get invested in something and just play it. Little like, King story, man. 
It's, I don't like... I, well, you said it gets better after the very beginning, but the very beginning just turned me off so much. That it's not a great game by any means. Yeah, yeah. No, but, yeah, but I, it's, I hear but you. It's, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's see, too expensive. It's way too expensive. See, one of my things with it, like what I'm talking about is that like why I'm so excited for Persona is to get to know characters and get invested with them and do things and constantly be leveling and have lots of time. And that's what I'm. why I want Patapon. That's why I want Peace Walker with trophies. I just want a game that I fucking love. Because I was even trying to play Metal Gear Solid 3 again. And I, I'm not trying. I am. And it's just one of those things, like, just the little inconveniences that they put into, you know, that they fix for Peace Walker make it so much, that game I want to play. Whereas I'm playing this and I'm like, oh, I wish I could crouch watch. I wish I could, I wish I could do this. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok mm-hmm. Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a game. Uh-huh. That'll be cool. Um, That's going to be a good game. Yeah. I think that, I, feel I mean, it. we always talk about Dragon's Crown and I'm, you know, it's, uh, yeah. God, I just, I wanna, I, I'm, I'm nervous great. about it just because I mean I know Atlas is trying to step in. But yeah, I don't know if that game's ever going to come out. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that game. Man, and it, and it's so that's so sad too because I was just um oh and uh, put a pin in something about 3ds that I want to talk about. But uh, Warriors I, Lair. Oh, there's the pin. It's been pins in the wall. There's so much blood. <laughs> um, I. Uh, I was oh, speaking thinking, of XCOM, we have an XCOM interview to insert in this podcast. <laughs> Don't let me forget number one. Number no, two, I, stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> Eventually, we'll talk about video games. <laughs> I was just going to say, it was funny that I, you know, Dragon's Crown were kind of like worried that it might not come because after writing and doing more research about Odin Sphere, having, doing the write-up for our top 100 RPGs, which you can still find on IGN.com. Or through the Google. Or through the Googles. IGN uh, top Which is, I, I loved that list. That was so exciting. So cool to just see all those games. Where did Spider-Man on PS2 end up? Like, Spider-Man Regardless two. of where they're ordered. But writing, when I was researching Odin Sphere, I was like, man, that would a just what a breathtaking achievement. Like, you know, what a fascinating, weird kind of game. And then that studio, like, I don't know what's going on with them right now. It's yeah. just scary. Um, I don't know either. Let's go back to that pin real quick. Taking it out of the uh, wall. Taking it out of the wall. There's a 3DS game, apparently, called Fantasy Life. Did you see the trailer for that? I saw that we had that, something on that, it. Like, that almost, like, when I was watching that, that kind of made me want to get a 3DS. And I've, I've been trying to just not because I, got I, know, one. I just don't know if I want another handheld. I got know. one of those 3DSs. Yeah, you do. Played it zero times. <laughs> Have you have you literally not played yeah, something on it? Not play. It's on my shelf. It, oh, is it boxed still? No, no. It's okay. I, you've unboxed it. Yeah, I bought it from Gold Farm. Oh, you bought it from Gold. Farm. Imagine you know a backpack infomercial, and Colin brought it home as the like, is your life too hard and you don't have a way to carry all your things? And he was carrying. He had his Vita, his uh, 3DS. Then you had like three other PS3 <laughs> games. Then you had like a book. I remember something <laughs> jazz like that. He was like, and stumbling, I it You're all. stumbling <laughs> off Muni with all this crap. I'm like what the hell. <laughs> Yeah, no. it's uh, that, you know, I'm I'm hesitant about it just because I know that, you know, as we just said, like, right, my, my PC works fine. There's a lot of different quirky kind of little indie games that I can get for the cheap and I wouldn't have to buy a whole new system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Here's, the, here's the thing about the Nintendo 3DS, Clements. Yeah, tell me about it. Is I'm trying really hard to keep an open mind about it because I know that, you know, the games are what matters. If the game's good, it doesn't really matter what the hardware is, but... Whenever I pick up a 3DS and I'm kind of just playing with it, I'm like, you know what? Honestly, this thing feels like a piece of shit compared to the Vita. Oh, totally agree. And I don't really want to play it. You know, like, I... I, You still like the hardware. It's just, yeah, it's like, I'm usually not a... Like, I don't care. Like, you know, the NES was very underpowered compared to the Master System. You know, the... You know, on and on. I mean, it goes on and on. I mean, there's always examples of this. And, and, you know, there are plenty of fun Wii games that, you know, the Wii is like, you know, a baby's toy compared to the PS3 and the Xbox 360. But with with this thing, it's just, it's so, it just doesn't feel constructed right. It's just, it looks like The top screen still wiggles back and forth. The buttons on the bottom, like the start, still look like someone just put stickers over buttons. Yeah. Is the, is the XL, um, is that what it's called? 3DS. XL, XL. yeah, that's right. Uh, did, are the buttons still tiniest, like tiny as I'll get out? Like the actual <laughs> no, face I don't buttons? know. I haven't actually held one. 
but oh, you bought it just a yeah, sure, regular. Because I didn't right. want that. First of all, that that, that thing is like laughably large. Like I can't. Everyone who has it loves it though. I know. Well, loves it, looks, it, looks, it, looks it, yeah. it looks great. It's just it's just laughably large. It's yeah, like it's the big. laughably large phones that are coming out recently that look like you're talking into an iPad. Can't get into that. Oh yeah, yeah. The sort of re, re, resurgence of resurgence. But I don't know. It's like I'm excited about 3ds. Like when there's recording when there are certain games that are coming out. I asked to review Castlevania when it comes out next year and stuff. Like there are certain games that I'll play on it, and you know, hardware be damned. I guess, but every time I pick that thing up and I'm like, I'm just going to play something. I'm like, I don't want to play on this. Like this thing just doesn't look good. It just doesn't feel right. The Vita is so much better than this, you know, and I don't, Vita is very comfortable. And I know that sounds fanboyish, but it's just like, whatever the the Vita is just so much better than the Nintendo 3DS. It's just, you know, yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's then, just, like, yeah, then you turn it on the airplane, you look at it, you scroll through the bubbles, like, eh, no, okay. No, it's, it's also, <laughs> it's also the, I do like the bubbles to an extent. I just feel like there could be a more streamlined OS for the, sure. for the Vita. And for some I wish it was cross media. I like it when you double tap and it goes a little like, uh, it's got, you know, like yeah, the, the bars. Pages, yeah, the pages. Like, that, that's cool much better. I would like, like I would rather that be it. Yeah, it's cool stuff like that for show. What? You're making the noise. There it is. That's what oh, you know. What yeah, you know what you're doing. He doesn't like that noise. That lickety lick noise. Ah, God. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for sticking games. through the first 13 minutes of the number one PlayStation <laughs> podcast on the internet. Let's start the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. I really want to say we got our groove back, and all it took was dumping Goldfarb. I know. We he's thought he was our sa- he, He's like he's, he's like the Anakin back. Skywalker. We thought he was going to save Podcast Beyond. He destroyed it. <laughs> supposed to save the what well, i actually don't even know the end of that's that pretty much it you're the doing pretty you were supposed well, to save the what what does he save what's he supposed to save you're the spo- universe you're supposed the to save the jedi not destroy not, it right okay jedi all right does that make sense who cares Colin? you, you like know. star wars yeah i do lord vader rise all right ready uh, yeah i'm ready what's how many how many items there are 11 items on the 11 list. items in the rope report this week pretty good ones good yeah, yeah. Pretty good if i do say so myself i know like for on the ign scale where would you rate uh, the average, the like, the totality of these items. Eight point overall. 8.0. Great. great. Number one. That, that's not really sarcastic too. It was like great. Number one. Seems that some gamers like that. are having issues with Resident Evil Six on PlayStation Three. I've been digging about this one today. I know. Right. Yeah, you've been on it. Uh, the issue seemed limited to European players who pre-ordered and preloaded the game onto their consoles. We can't pre-order anything or can't preload games here yeah. in North America yet. Thanks a lot, founding fathers. I know it's all their fault. <sighs> Capcom has acknowledged the problem, which stems from a patch that makes your PS3 refuse to authenticate the game. Capcom provided IGN with an extensive statement about the problem, some short-term, fix- some short-term fixes for it, and long-term plans about getting the- rid of the problem completely. So go read up, Greg. Okay. Because I'm and not IGN explaining it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's complicated. You got to you got to delete it, and you do the patch. Yeah, basically. You do the patch, delete it, yeah. reinstall it. Yeah, if you download the patch, you have to delete the entire game, which will take you like 17 days to download the game again. Uh... If you didn't download the patch, you could refuse the patch, but you can't play online. Even if you get even if you get it working, people that bought it on PSN can't play with people on disc on, that have the disc. Mm. The, problems that are so ridiculous that you didn't even think they were possible. Welcome to PlayStation, where things like this happen every day. Number two, Escape Plan on Vita is getting its fourth DLC pack. Director's Cut DLC adds 21 new levels as well as new trophies. Escape Plan is also getting a new update, version 1.04, that adds some fixes and tweaks to the game. Fabulous game. Time to work on something else. Yeah, I thought you had an interesting tweet there. You know, you're as big an Escape Plan as anybody. Fan of it. But you don't want no more DLC. No. I, I said it in the story, too. I was just like, as an aside, like I'm a huge fan of this game. The studio's small, so they can't possibly be working on another game. Yeah. And, and I'm like, just... 
Let's do something else. I forget now. in the in the breakdown list of you know Sony doesn't release numbers they release you know placing though how mm. things are sold how did Escape, Escape Plan sell? Right. Escape Plan is easily I would say probably in the top three best selling okay. games okay. on Vita. Um, it's interesting. I wish they would be honest or not honest but open about how much the DLC selling. I mean I guess there has to be if it's they're still making the fourth pack people have to. Yeah, be it up. must be like it, to me it seems like it's one of the very few games that anyone cares about on Vita. Mm-hmm. I mean I I don't know why you would release four DLC packs for it. The thing that bothers me is they've released so much content for this game now they could have just made a sequel and I think that that probably would have just been a better thing. It should just make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? There'll definitely be a sequel. Mm-hmm. Also, as I as I I am commenced this morning with yeah. funny little picture, a oh, little enlarged from the new thing. How are they not in All Stars? Yeah. How are these guys not in All Stars? Very disappointing, especially because a lot of the guys that are on Fun Bits made Fat Princess, which is also on in PlayStation All Stars. Yeah, but the Fat Princess is a more recognizable franchise right now. I, I bet you, by the way, that there's a bit of a. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I bet you there's a balance there between uh, and some drop off. So say there, you know. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh, Escape Plan. There we go. I almost forgot the name of it. Escape Plan. What are we talking out. about? What are we talking about? Who's this giant man? Uh, so Escape Plan hits, and they do like two DLC packs. I bet those would sell better than if they just did if they went from Escape Plan to Escape Plan Two. Whereas I bet that the more DLC packs they may have, I bet there's a there's got to be like a downward trend there, right? Like they sell less and less. Over you would time. assume so. Yeah. So I would. They're assume, expensive. Yeah, the DLC is expensive. So it's like five dollars. That's almost as much as the game costs. How much are you getting out of those? Twenty one stages. And you can beat each level. How long I mean, is, it's, was the original game proper? How long was it? Yeah, I beat stages? it in like five hours, probably. Yeah, but do you know? Do you know? Did they actually split it into stages? Yeah. Yeah. So how many were stages? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Maybe maybe how... fifty. I don't. Remember. I don't really don't okay. remember. So you so you are getting a significant amount of content though in those DLCs. Yeah, you are. I just uh, to me it's like uh, I I don't know. I don't get it. But, you know, I don't like like Greg said. We don't know the the metrics and the numbers. Like they're obviously making money on Escape Plan. Um, you would assume. Yeah, yeah. Since it's like the only game on Vita that gets like post content, post release yeah, content. Yeah. Uh, number three, the original Mass Effect is coming to PlayStation Three by way of the Mass Effect trilogy. This is big news. Uh, this will be the first time the original game and thus the entirety of the trilogy will be playable on PS3, which was until a few days ago considered impossible due to Microsoft having published the original. The collection comes to Xbox 360 and PC in early November. The PS3 version doesn't yet have a release date. The original Mass Effect will be available on PSN apart from the trilogy as well, should you want to buy it on its own. It will cost 15 bucks. John writes into beyond at IGN.com and he says, Greg, Colin, Ryan, and Andrew. Sorry, John. Andrew has abandoned <laughs> you and does not care for your questions. Do you expect the old PS3 Mass Effect games... To be able to read the save file from the upcoming Mass Effect 1, i.e. I own Mass Effect 2 and 3, but if I buy the PSN ME1, can I play through the trilogy with one character? Yes, I would assume that that is going to be in the cards. I thought you confirmed I thought we knew that. Uh, I didn't confirm anything. Maybe it was Goldfarb. Maybe it was nobody. Maybe I'm making that up. I mean, I, I, it would be ridiculous. If not you to. don't know it, then I must have made it up. But yeah, it was. It's a conversation that's going on in the office. Obviously, yeah, the, I think that for sure those save files would work over that. They'll if, patch the games. If you create a Mass Effect One, you'll be able to play through. I don't think that you'll be able to take a Mass Effect Two character and go back and start no, no, at one. No, no, no. no, no just, no. just being clear for John. Just be clear yeah. for John. Yeah. In flag. I think the two and three will get patches, and uh, I mean three is already getting a massive patch on Thursday, so it might already be built in. Um, to just accept the saves from you know it already accepts the Mass Effect 2 save so I guess actually Mass Effect 2 is the only game that needs to be patched in that in that sense in that regard I've been um I've been a little out of the loop with uh, the DLC for Mass Effect mm. after the kind of ending debacle mm. thing oh, how many packs have been either released or planned to be released I think what, it was two right was it was Leviathan and one other thing and yeah there's one more that's not out yet extended but is Leviathan already no, out though there's yeah Leviathan's out I think yeah, right. uh, there was one more though that they they teased at packs and i don't think that's out yet no that's what i'm saying okay. so i think it's All one right. and yeah, i yeah. think i think there's another one plus At there's a bunch of multiplayer packs yeah oh the multiplayer i always forget there's multiplayer in that game. mass effect multiplayer is fun 
I didn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I didn't like it when I first played it. I know. Like, I remember you at saying an event. You, I'm like, I what think the you f-? said you hated it. Yeah, right? I was like, well, because it ran at like f- it ran like shit. It was yeah. boring. They definitely they definitely fixed it for the t- in time for the game. I was pleasantly surprised by how good it was. Um, it's it's you know it's a horde mode somewhat not as good as horde mode in gears, but mm. but fun. And I I intended on playing more of it, but then uh, I soured on Mass Effect three, as we know. You got sour like some milk. Yep, some milk just left out overnight. Or orange juice. Oh, you do that a that lot. That was a tragedy. I don't that think orange ju- does orange juice go bad It gets sour, yeah. Really? Yeah. Whoa. You have to refrigerate orange juice, yes. Well, you can't leave it out. Well, I know you can't leave it out, but like if you left it out for like one night, it's just Oh, yeah, one night bad. would kill it. Yeah, Colin, sure. likes to, he, Colin is an interesting guy at this because he eats all these things that spoil, but he'll, he'll leave them out. He doesn't give a crap. He'll see what I, I'll, I'll walk by and there'll be mayonnaise sitting on there. I'm like, when was the last time this kid ate this stuff? But it's, there it is, spoon on top of it. He was going to come back with another plate of rice. Yeah. Forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> rice and mayonnaise is the best. <sighs> Tell you what. Pizza and mayonnaise is good, too, as I showed we, on Twitter this week. I thought it was ranch. No, it, but it was mayonnaise. You're it right. It was no, definitely mayonnaise. Ranch is the more common one. I see. I've heard and know of people eating ranch. Mayonnaise pizza. is in common. Yeah. I think I, I probably made that up. Okay. Now, I think I think that uh, a good old blue cheese and pizza is one of the best. That's combos. an upstate joint, no doubt. Oh, yeah. That's an upstate joint. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, number four. This is an interesting thing because Microsoft just announced, of course, their one percent back, two percent back. Right, if bullshit. you're the rewards program, they're talking if about. You, if you spend, which is like almost insulting, how little money that is. If you spend a hundred dollars on PlayStation Network in October, you get twenty bucks back to spend in November. This deal has only been verified for North America and includes not only game purchases but purchases of PlayStation Plus special programs like NFL Sunday Ticket and more. Now, I will say that when I was when I first had read about Xbox's program, which is like depending on your achievements, I was actually pretty excited about that because I'm like, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Let's see how they tie your achievement. Because I like the, the trophies to mean something as well, but it's so meaningless, the amount of money you get back. 1% or 2% back, I think you get. It's like, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's a dollar for every $100 you spend. You know? Sure. It's like, that's... You would have to... To even be able to buy a game on PSN, you'd have to spend... At that rate, you'd have to spend $500 to get $5. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank, thanks anyway. What's it, you, you talk about this being a good deal or whatever. You can do today with the PlayStation Store. There's that bundle for Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. right there. You're done. Yep. That's over 100 bucks. You get Assassin's Creed Three and Assassin's Creed Liberation for what is it? It's 120. 120, and it's a special. It's a special edition of Assassin's Creed. 3. Right with all that DLC and whatnot. Yeah. I think Luke on Twitter hit me up today and was saying something about there's an Amazon pack where it has. Um, oh man, what games are in it? Mirror's Edge, Saboteur, uh, uh, Bulletstorm. Uh, oh, shoot. It was a cool little it had a boot on the cover. It was like a it was a like digital uh collection of f- like five or so games for ten bucks. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's gr- that's great. And it it's like has a funky name. It's kind of like the 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 like the adrenaline games that didn't sell well pack. sneaking blah 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 pack. Like it's like a bunch of verbs that you do in the games, and that's what a bunch of verbs that you do a bunch in the of games. Verbs. Bunch of verbs pack. Saboteur was cool. I played it for like only an hour, and I never went back to it. They had naked ladies in it, I remember. Wasn't that the one where like Clayman was playing it and went around and just like sucker punched a bunch of like civilians <laughs> or think, something? I think so. Do you so, remember yes. that? Yeah, I yeah, do. That was a good time. I, I meant to play it. It's a great idea for a game. Yeah. Um, but I never went back to it. I don't know why. Too many other games to play. The only reason I know Saboteur is because in Final Fantasy thirteen that was one of the names of the paradigms. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was. What a game. You know all about it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, absolutely. Number five, in an interview with Eurogamer, Sony UK's Fergal Garrow spoke a bit about a price cut for PlayStation Vita, noting that the company, quote, always aims to establish price cuts, so the question is not so much if, but when, mm-hmm. end quote. However, he did say the price cut won't be coming by this Christmas, noting that Sony is trying to increase the value of Vita by bundling with stuff, something you and I, Greg, call the de facto price cut. Or... 
uh, termed by me. If you see it anywhere else, you know I made it up. Uh, <laughs> kind of like myriad. I didn't make that word up, but I did really? popular. I did popularize <laughs> it. But it's got it. the root like Moriarty. Yeah. So that's what you told yeah. me originally. Yeah. You used you you made the root word. Yeah. So His your name is Eriad. Eriad <laughs> <laughs> Moriarty. Colin Eriad Moriarty. Moriarty. It's backwards. Doesn't really make any sense. But like a phone book. <laughs> Number six, number six, in an interview with CVG, Sony UK's Fergal Gary confirmed that the company is looking into the most obvious thing in the world, bundling the Vita together with the PS3 and selling them together. He said that such bundles could conceivably be ready to go by Christmas. Of course, if they listened to podcasts beyond before the Vita came out, they would have known that that was the obvious thing to do from day one. Do that one. right away. Hey, you're, just, you're putting out a new PS3 anyway with a sliding top. Toss a Vita in there. What the hell? Yeah, put the Vita inside the top. There you go. Then close don't, the top. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. And they just Whoa. slide it. Whoa! They, they throw, throw it, it away. <laughs> <laughs> Greg and I arrived at the Man, same I can't conclusion. wait to take my Madden season on the road. Wait, what? <laughs> the fact that that hasn't happened yet is like pretty troubling stuff to me. Mm. Um, You're the same guy telling them to keep their Venn diagram separate. So. Yep. Well, you got to keep the Venn diagram separate, but you should still want to make the, the, the systems at least act ubiquitously. Sure. I love that term. Keep the Venn diagram It doesn't make any sense because Colin wants the crossover to be smaller. He wants the Venn diagram uh, money spot, if you will. The honey pot. Right. To be a little bit smaller. Like, 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 the money spot honey pot is what we call it. We got, we got three big... Kids exi- break that out when, when you learn about Venn diagrams. They're like, what do we call the area in the middle? <laughs> Hand up. I believe it's called the money spot honey spot. <laughs> Money spot, honey pot. Money spot, honey pot. If you see that in the geometry textbook, they stole it from me. Um, Money spot. No, I I think that the ubiquity between the consoles is really important. Um, And making them uh, interchangeable with with each other is important. But by making smart decisions about what games you do with sound shapes, okay, that makes sense. I don't think sound shapes did make sense. 100%. I think Sly Cooper not so much. No, Sly Cooper is mm. Sly Cooper makes sense because it's a long game. It's a long game that you want to be able to take on the road. I really like. I'd be playing. I would have played Borderlands in the plane yesterday. You know what I mean? Like I'm invested in those games. I'd like to take. If I'm invested in a campaign, I want to be able to take that campaign on the road. Get it. Get get it done. Get it. You want to know what campaign you're gonna be able to take on the road, Greg? Because I have a prediction for you. Okay. Yeah. Here with me. You know what game is gonna be on Vita as well? Is it already announced? It's announced for, for PS3, PS3, obviously. You're going to say, what, some bullshit like Last of Us? Uh, Beyond? Yes. The Last, Last of, of Us will not be on the yes. Vita. Yes. That is just oh, one of your yes. craziest predictions. Oh, yes. And that will belong on it either. <laughs> I was going to say, that one's like, the, that, that, that campaign will be, what, five, six hours probably. Oh, God, I hope not. Eight? No, maybe? no. I, I'm, I hope it's not we're looking dog. at a 20 I'm not hour knocking, game. No, I'm not naughty, knocking Naughty Dog. But it, I if think it's it'll six be, hours, I'm jumping out. The window. It's going to be on par with. Dude, it's yeah, going to be on par with Uncharted. Uncharted's not six hours long. I know, I know, but it's like eight. twenty hours. No, longer than that. Ten. I'd say ten, ten to twelve. At most. Yeah, Uncharted's no, are like I eight play to ten. Hard, but oh well, there you go then. Yeah, like like a first time through, like a man. Like a man. Like a man. How's your Uncharted three platinum? Probably eight. <laughs> Second of all, if we're gonna keep talking about the Uncharted three platinum, I'm sorry to interrupt. Ryan, bring my Dante's and we're going to talk about my Jurassic the Hunted. No, that we're I'm gonna, I when I get back from Comic Con, I'm Platinum Uncharted three. All right, I'm just going to I'm going to do it and just get out of the way. So we don't just, go, look how annoyed you are. So That's why everybody brings it up and beyond emails. <laughs> you know, it's like the one the one thing in your armor. Because I just haven't. Got, by the way, uh, when Ramon, my, my best friend from college, was here this weekend, you you had left. You had a, a kind of an emergency to tend to. Yeah, uh, I like him. Uh, yeah, he's a good I kid. miss him. I wish I could hang out. With him. We were we were bombed on Saturday night. 
and uh, That's my word. and uh, we were talking, and he's like, he doesn't know anything about PlayStation Three. We used to play PS Two all the time in college, but he doesn't know anything about it. So we were bombed, and we were eating like French fries, and I put it on Uncharted Three for him, and he's like, I want to see this Uncharted again. I'm like, oh, you're gonna be blown away. This is a great game. So I put it on Uncharted Three. Two hours later, or two two minutes later, rather, he's just on the ground in my living room snoring. <laughs> <laughs> Ten point Number seven. In an interview with IGN, John Kohler noted that the company is pleased with the PS3 and Vita, noting that Sony wants Vita to follow a 10-year cycle, much like PS2 and PS3 before it. He told me that, of course, Greg. Yeah. I was and, about to say, in an interview with IGN, you mean you. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't want to take credit for it. You guys were breaking he, bread. He also said that he, quote, feels great about what's coming, end quote, for PS3. Uh, it was an interesting interview. I, I, I talked to him on a Friday, but I sat on it for a couple of days because I wanted to kind of marinate on what, what was important in there. And what I kind of realized with that interview, you can find that on IGN, PS3, or IGN Vita, is that he said quite a few interesting things. Yeah. Um, and the 10-year cycle, I think, is probably the most, most interesting one. But when I pressed him on the studios and why they're closing, he kind of dodged the question and told me that he wasn't prepared to speak about any future acquisitions. Um, I still think Quantic Dream is going to get purchased by Sony. Um, and they won't talk specifically about that. I also asked him about PlayStation 4 and of course, Nothing. he wouldn't talk about that either. You, talk, you asked him about Orbis? Try to, tri- try to trip him up? They must get. They must practice so much oh about God, like yeah. not even doing anything with that console because like that no one said anything about it yet. Like Someone is obviously going to break at some point and hopefully I'm the one who breaks one of them because that would be awesome. But um, because even when I was setting up the interview, and I, I you know, they're like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, you know, PS4. You know, and, they're like, and they're like, yeah, you saw the email. You were on yeah. the email. And I'm like, they're like, no. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to ask about it. So they prepared. And they're like, John Kohler, don't say anything. Oh, can you talk about PS4 yet? He's woke up out of his, like, chamber. He's not sure what year it is. <laughs> what year is this? Number eight. Hello? Time traveling John Kohler. I, oh, by the way, that's a new quick, character. Time traveling conversational roll. podcast uh, during a dinner party a couple weeks ago. Greg, I told the infamous story about you being in Clayman's apartment uh, with the door hello? like creaking open. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hello, with the <laughs> knife. Yeah, <laughs> the cat rubs up against you. I love that story. Did it everybody, go over well? Everybody, oh, it went super. All right, good. You, you saved you saved my ass at that dinner party. Let me I hope I like when you say it's a dinner party. I picture it as like he's in a tux and he's got like the little wine glass and like it's, it's like Boardwalk all Empire. these old people. <laughs> I have a monocle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was I didn't watch this week. I didn't watch it yet either. You see, it got renewed. No, I, I, I don't doubt. No doubt, son. No well, I, I thought maybe they were trying, starting to end it. I mean, a prohibition only lasts so long, right? Yeah. Uh, Nucky sh- Thompson, though, he'll get up into other shenanigans. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see what that show. Ha- I want. I want that show to go all the way up to the crash because I think that'd be really cool. That'd be cool. When everyone like loses everything. Number eight, IGN exclusively. Because by the way, you know those Roaring Twenties, they get a little crazy. Yeah. Before nineteen twenty nine, I'll tell you what. What year, what, where, what year? What year? What year we at now? Twenty four. Okay. How much like how much just raw like crazy sex happened during that time? That's what I want. According to, to the know. show, a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, the nineteen twenties were supposed to be like dope. Like just, they really I'm were. Like, like, like the nineteen twenties were supposed to. God, I'm sure it got crazy. The nineteen twenties were like uninhibited nonsense because everyone was, even though the, the country had passed prohibi- prohibition laws and stuff, like everyone was against it. Like it was like one of those things where it was kind of like. An unholy alliance of, of votes and stuff like that, that that passed the constitutional amendment and stuff like that, and to kind of please certain groups, um, but that everyone was kind of against it. And I think people got crazier. I mean, that's that's obvious. Like, crime went up, like, through the roof during the 20s because of that, and people just got totally crazy. That's why they pulled back um, and amended the Constitution again to get rid of the amendment, which is the most annoying thing in the world. I wish we could just erase them. Mm-hmm. All the amendments? No. No, the one, these ones that cancel each other well, out. Yeah, it's like there, there's a couple that cancel each other out. It would just be like, can't can we just vote to erase the old amendment as opposed to like adding more? Would you leave the numbers yeah, then, I though? Would, would you have yeah, the numbers jump? So no, 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 no. The numbers would just, that number would always be like an erased amendment. Yeah, okay. okay. But like having an you know, amendment this, erases amendment All this. Right, it's like, just, oh, okay. I'm sorry, but dude, like you just got, you just like 
Um, I'm trying not to swear on the podcast anymore, by the way. I know, that, I know that we're explicit, but I don't know. I've just been trying to, to watch my mouth. Uh, but I, uh, I know for no reason we can talk about it later, but dude, you just hit like Hollywood jackpot right there. Think about, think of that. Like think of the big poster, the erased amendment. And it's like this political thriller about like how there was like a lost amendment or something in the history of the United States. That'd be nice. That would be Wait a second. Why does it jump from 40 to 42? (laughs) (laughs) The erased amendments. What would be cool is if you had the original, it's a sequel to that Julianne Moore movie where they're peeling back the wallpaper. The, this what was that? that? The Forgotten, I think, right? No, I don't. I don't. It's, it's the one that they made fun that they used and they parried in the uh, what was it? Ghost boobs or whatever with Olivia Munn. I'll be quiet now. I, was Co- I, oh oh. <laughs> I think I might. I, remember, I saw that here. Olivia Munn uh, uh, video. Right? Yeah. What was it called? Go, was yeah. it Ghost Hits? Ghost, ghost yeah, boobs? Something, something like, like that. Yeah. It was and awesome. That, she's she's so, constantly was, like closing. Yeah the yeah door. yeah. Because <laughs> they, they were making fun of the stupid Julianne Moore thing. If you didn't have the boobs, why do you have the bra? <laughs> but that was a great video. Um, I think the plot for this movie, this hypothetical movie, the uh, lost the amendment, amendment. Yeah. erased amendment, sorry. Would, would be the about would be you know because like they you know everything's kind of going on with um, Mona Lisa right now where like they are able to like X-ray and stuff like that and realize that like he had erased things and painted over things and like there are things on the canvas underneath. So maybe it would be like on the the parchment that the original Bill of Rights was written on that they did some stuff and realized that you know Madison and his crew erased certain things that were originally there and and thus a big conspiracy is that would be a really cool fascinating setup for a movie sounds like national treasure four but i'm gonna sue people if they do it i'll tell you what because i just said it what what would you do i just said it myriad of lost amendments tomorrow on on apple trailers they have the erased amendment trailer well, you couldn't get too mad about Starring. it. Unless it was time travel and John Kohler. <laughs> Produced it's by John Kohler. Damn it! It's all coming together. A Sony Pictures joint. Number eight. IGN exclusively confirmed this week that Rainbow Moon, the surprise Rainbow PSN Moon. hit, and by IGN I mean me, will be confirmed to PlayStation, or becoming a PlayStation Vita in 2013. It will hopefully support crossplay, though the developer noted that it won't be able to give the game away for free uh, to those who already purchased it for PS3. They are, however, looking into discounts for buying it on both platforms. When's that coming out? Uh, they said it'll take them about nine months. Yeah. It'll take them nine months. They're a small team. Yeah. Um, the, the exciting thing, too, that I don't think a lot of people picked up on is that they said that they're looking and thinking about bringing Soldier X and Soldier X 2 to Vita, which would be fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that Soldier X two, especially because they think that that game is so awesome, and that people didn't, X2 and, was awesome. and they don't want to, people don't appreciate it. I agree. And with I that. agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. They are a very good studio. Those guys, the SideQuest Studios, is very underrated. Um, they also said they're working on another game. They haven't confirmed the develop the platform yet. I bet you a P- PS three game uh, that fans of Rainbow Moon will like a lot. I wonder what that could be. Rainbow Boom. Sun. <laughs> wow. Uh, they said it. Well, I don't think it's a sequel, but that'll be cool. This, uh, number nine, the Assassin's Creed Ezio trilogy is coming exclusively to Easy. PS3 in November. It includes Assassin's Creed 2, Revelations, and Brotherhood, and will cost 40 bucks. That's a good cool. deal. Games get less and less interesting, but good, good, yeah. good deal. Until Assassin's Creed. I'm excited about Assassin's Creed 3. Can't wait for Assassin's Creed 3. I got no, I got no qualms, no qualms about being excited about that one. I have no quarrel with you, sir. Didn't, when were you... Uh, maybe you didn't play... You haven't played 3 yet at any events, have you? No, called? I have not touched it. In fact, I've been ignoring and avoiding All everything right, about the it, game. got it, got it, got it. All right. Uh, I write my except little when you do. <laughs> except when you tear apart trophy lists. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I mean, that's but I mean, as far as like the the, the Boston Tea Party video is like one of the first videos I've ever watched. That was, that was an awesome video. And yeah, that is an awesome video. And uh, I've just been because it's funny because like I know everything that happened in the American Revolution. I mean, it's like my the thing I like love the most. But I'm trying to avoid like how they twist it and turn it. And they kind of alluded to it in that trailer, which is fucking awesome. The, the way that trailer was made is like so so cool. 
I didn't see that one yet. Actually, it's good. I should check it out. Um, yeah, because it's like the Templars standing around with the founders. Basically, it's like really cool. I really but. wish that I had some sort of base knowledge of the other uh, Assassin's Creed games, since Desmond like ties them all together. I know nothing you about. You got some him. time? Go play them. I'm not going to. Just I'm read. Probably not read about going them. to play both. Assassin's I'm sure you can read about one, them. two Revelations and Brotherhood. Don't forget about Bloodlines either on the PSP. Do we know? Do we know? Uh, don't we have? A, do we not have an Assassin's Creed in five minutes video? Uh, I don't I think, think so. we do. do we? we should definitely do one do, if we actually. haven't done one. It's too late. We have an older Never one happened. that didn't inc- that didn't include Life some of the control. other stuff, I believe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think that the story in Assassin's Creed is very interesting. I only played the second one. Uh, but that's the thing. Like, didn't I, like so it. didn't you miss out on one then? Yeah, I yeah, did. I mean. I, I was told like, implicitly hate, not to go play one. I hate missing that stuff. It just Collect the flags. Feel, gets me all on edge. I get all nervous. My hands start shaking. Sit on the bench. Um, see, what I'm going to be really disappointed yeah. See, what I'm gonna be really disappointed about with uh, Assassin's Creed 3 is if it's not good. That's going that to be a real bummer if that game's not good because it's just... I think it'll be fine. Hopefully the gameplay's better because everything else is fine. I bet the gameplay's going to be very similar to the other ones. So oh, you're going to be all calling about it. Yeah. I'll call on about it. I'm not hitting enough buttons. It's one of the great conspiracies that that game plays well. It's one of the great conspiracies. Talking about People conspiracies. People are allowed to have differing opinions. I mean, if they if they enjoy it, if they think it controls well. Yeah, I mean, to each his own, of course. What are you to say, Colin? It's no Vanquish. More Number already. 10. It's, it is no Vanquish. Joe Danger the movie, also known as Joe Danger 2, is coming to PlayStation 3. Originally having only come to 360, developers behind the game promised its PS3 release, quote, really soon, end quote. It'll come with 10 hours of extra content on PS3, not available on Xbox 360. Well, there you go. That's cool. Some I don't really stunts. care about Joe Danger, but yeah, not at all. a lot of people do. I understand why some people were a little upset that uh, Joe Danger 2 didn't come out day and date um, with the 360 version on PS3. Um, it's a similar argument with uh, Bayonetta 2 on Wii U. People are like, well, we're the ones who made this game popular, and now you're giving it to a whole other audience. I get it, but uh, at least you're getting it now. Do you doubt it? That's kind of something. You kind of have the inflection that. of an I doubt it. Yeah, well, I'm, pro- I'm gonna have to just play all of Bayonetta on like an Office Wii U. I really don't think I'm gonna get a Wii U. I'm telling you, I don't care who's publishing that game. That game's not gonna be only on Wii U. I, I know that that game somehow, some way, is gonna come to PS3 and 360. I mean, yeah, maybe years after like the original yeah, like, aspect. Yeah. But... Well, it's like the Ninja Gaiden games, like. You know, like you add like some extra content and give it a different title. There must be ways around it. Like I really, I don't believe that that game is going to be only on Wii U. I don't yeah, believe it. I, I agree strong, with that. I, I mean, I agree with you. I just, it's gonna, it's gonna suck to have to wait that long. But what are you gonna do? I predict the wait will be under a year. For you think that. So? Yeah. All right. You've yeah. heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Um, it'll be like Bayonetta two, extended edition or something. I don't know. No, Probably it not. Be like Bayonetta two extra hard. <laughs> Something. Yeah, her so clothes are her hair. <laughs> yep. Oh, I this game's so quirky. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's what you took away from all of the game. This does. Hair. This does give me her a chance to update hair. my uh, Bayonetta two cover image I made, oh or Bayonetta cover image. Just put a two that. on that. I put still a two have on that. It's all set to go. Computer. Greg tried to make in like paint ms paint or something <laughs> uh, a cover image like an ign cover image for bayonetta and it was just a st- really terrible stick figure it was great for like shooting guns <laughs> <laughs> i saw i still haven't played flash. that game I've, I've been meaning to but i think it's just sitting on my shelf number 11 after many delays silent hill book of memories has released it on playstation vita book of look for the top-down shooter set in the silent hill universe on november 2nd that's exciting yeah i played that at the konami event what do you oh. think plenty of previews about it before uh, I didn't think it looked good. It does not look just good. Just from video, anyway. It does not look good. Um, 
gameplay is a bit out there as far as what the hell's going on because i don't know you know it's, it's an, an event i don't i had headphones on but it still didn't help me out figure out what i'm running i'm looting chests or whatever yeah i'm just beating witches with like a freaking what a piece of wood i got or something crap like that but here's the thing about it is it was strangely addicting I could see myself playing that game. And it's not like I think it's it's not it doesn't look like a good game. It doesn't strike me as something that's going to score super well, but it does strike me as something like, okay, I could kill time with this in the Vita. Like if it's going to be too it'll probably be too expensive when it comes out. It'll probably not be worth it, but it's multiplayer. It's a, uh, you know, the top down, it's got the RPG elements, you're looting. It, it kind of what I what I was describing it on the way out to Justin Davis or mobile editor. I was saying it reminded me a little bit of a, a stand-in for Warrior's Lair since there's no Warrior's Lair ever yeah, coming out. Yeah, who the hell apparently. knows what happened to that Whatever game? Whatever the fuck that it's, happened. You know, it, this reminds me just of a, our, it reminds me of a conversation I just had with uh, Steve Butts, our managing editor here at IGN.com, uh, where you know he, we were talking about XCOM: Enemy Unknown, which he, I believe, is is currently playing. He's reviewing it. Hope I can, I can say all that, right? That yeah. he's playing it. All right. Um, but uh, anyway, he was saying how who who gets to decide what a franchise is all about, you know? Because for example, my my instinctive reaction to seeing the footage of, of Book of Memories is that is not a Silent Hill game mm-hmm. at all. But then I but then Steve's quote kind of made me think like, do I really get to decide that? I mean, I'm I am I am part of the audience. I am a consumer, but I mean, it, the developers have that decision. I mean, they sure. guide the course of the franchise. And but you know, even still, isn't the audience the people that know the games the best? The people that you know. See, I didn't look it at it and, and say this isn't a Silent Hill game. I just looked at it and said this isn't a good game. But then I played it and I'm like, this is an interesting game. Sure, sure. See I'm how just, this one's gonna pan out. I'm saying my reaction to sure. it was, God, like Silent Hill is all supposed to be about isolation and feeling scared and vulnerable, not having like team up with your buddy on the bus ride, go kill some dudes. Well, that's Open the problem. The that's the problem. Resident Evil Two, no. Resident Evil Five. I haven't played six, but that was the that was the problem with Resident Evil Five, and. uh I agree. I, I think that I think that it, it is never scarier when you have someone with you. Like it just, I really no, just don't. No, think that's it the whole argument with Dead Space too. Is like, what's going to happen with Dead Space? Like Dead Space, you'll. I think I'm going to play it through it single player for sure, and then maybe go back and see if I want to play with somebody and see the little things I missed or whatever. Yeah. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You've mm-hmm. done. You, we'll talk about a second. What's at the mom and grop shops and what's on the digital downloads? There is a Silent Hill Vita demo this week. Correct? Yes. Okay. Cool. It's up right now. All right. Excellent. So you can get. You can go see it for yourself. It's big. It's like 600 megs. That's what she said. Might be the full game actually, and you're probably just gonna get the uh, the code if you, when you buy it. On, I mean, that's I can live with that. I can live with that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I don't know. I haven't watched any video of it yet. I've read a little bit about it. Yeah. It sounds like Dead Nation. Now, oh, it's, it's, oh no, no, no. Sorry. What book of memories? It's not yeah, like Dead Nation. No, it's not Dead book of memories. No. <laughs> it's not even pre- in premise like a dual stick. No, shoot, I, I had no gun. I mean, I was given a, a hatchet, oh. maybe, and I, I, nurses Take walked up to me, and I, I hit them over and over again, like an MMO, and their little their their H, their HPs clicked off there, or their you know, and all these things. See, numbers this are is not a Silent Hill game at all. Numbers are clicking off, then they collapsed. Then I picked them up, and I just had a little bag that said jewels in it. And I was like, ah, I got that some jewels. That sounds kind of fun. I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, is I, I don't think it looks good. I don't you. think it technically. You remember, you remember when we were at that Konami event, and they're oh, like, no. now let's bring out the star of the show. Adelaide Clemens and I was like oh well, I was not expecting that at all so they had the actress that's playing uh, what's her name Heather what's the uh, girl's name in that sure. in the Silent Hill movie anyway uh, speaking of movies with I Heather totally remember Heather's sorry I was just I really do remember Heather's that was a good movie yeah which movie choke on it what did you say yeah what suck it up like that. That's a great. Eat it up. Eat it up. That's been a long time. Uh, anyway. uh, Heather's. It's a late '80s oh, movie Heathers. with Christian Slater. Oh yeah. Um, Guess what? Never saw it. Ghost. No surprise Ghost there. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Fantastic. It's movie. on the Netflix instance. Is it? Yep. yep. I'm always looking for new instance Netflixes to watch. Well, good. You got a good one there. Uh, so not like Dead Nation. No. Because Dead Nation's a, that's a game. Yeah. Dead Nation's a good game. 
I think no. it would be more than a good game. Well, you and I tend to differ of opinion on that, don't we? That's the game. That's the game you and I don't see eye to eye on at it's, all. I, don't, I like Dead Nation a lot. You would have given like a 9, right? Yeah. I gave it a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I probably could have come up a bit. Only game I look back on in my career and I go, I probably overscored that was Mod Nation Racers. But then I, and then I'm like, I don't know, 9.0 still sounds good for Mod Nation Racers. So I don't know, if I, I don't know if I did overscore that, but it seems like it. The load times are really long. That's my one knock. So you were low, long load times on the Mod Nations. So by the way, I forgot. Speaking of reviews, I forgot you weren't here for this because you, you know you were out yesterday. Yeah. During the morning meeting yesterday, um, we were talking about things that were upcoming. Uh, and Naughty Bear Panic in Paradise has a release date of October 9th. And you're gone. And, yeah, and I was like, and I said in the meeting, and I don't think anyone got the dire circuit, you know, the dire implications of this. I'm like, just so you guys know, Naughty Bear comes out next week and I'm on vacation, which means one of you has to review it. Yeah. And then the meeting just ended, and I'm like, I don't think that you guys understood. One of you is reviewing Naughty Bear. Yeah. And it's not me. Yeah. And so I can just enjoy it. How are you feeling about that, Kyle, though? I'm on this point. I wonder, I wonder if you, but. I'm 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 so excited. As America's to biggest Naughty Bear fan, mm-hmm. are you? What's your? You can you, you level can just say the world. The world's biggest <laughs> Naughty Bear fan. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, highly and hotly anticipating Naughty Bear: Panic in Paradise? Yes, I am. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be fun. I, I don't think it's gonna be a, a great game. I just think it's gonna be a lot of fun. What if it? So here's what I'm really excited <sighs> about. This is a classic example of uh, the girl that cried wolf. What if Naughty Bear: Panic in Paradise comes out? It's like a really fantastic game. It's really well designed. It controls great. It's super addictive. Colin says this. He's trying to get everybody to play it. No one believes him because it's Naughty Bear. Man, that would be comedy. They didn't gold. do that game. They didn't do that game justice. The first one. I don't blame people for feeling for feeling apprehensive. I think people were too hard on the first one. No. And I don't think people appreciate the premise. You you always say that. I you know how man you I think you say it too just to get under my skin. Why? <laughs> Why? How would I, how would I appreciate the premise in a review? What does that even mean? Well, I think the premise is important. I, well, I, the premise here had a lot of potential. It didn't come together, so I'll give it an extra few points. The premise of the, uh, the, the 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 presentation the 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 potential of the game. Yeah, potential is great. I was like looking at my escape plan review, and I gave the presentation. I gave a ten because that game is pretty much flawless in terms of what it's what it is you know like mm-hmm. in terms of you know the characters that the quirkiness and stuff and granted escape light is a much much better game than naughty bear but you know there's there's something to be said about a game just in terms of um of what it does that's not gameplay if that makes any sense and mm-hmm. i think that the setting of naughty bear and the idea behind naughty bear is really cool i agree with that but i yeah. don't think it should weigh the score necessarily <laughs> but um I just think it's hard to appreciate the premise or the potential of a game, that didn't, the, poten- the untapped potential of a game when you're reviewing it. Yeah. No, that's, that's Other fair. than saying this game could have been a lot better. No, I agree with that. But I think when you give any game a three, it's like, obviously, this game could have been better. Yeah, it's not a three, though. Uh, I like how we just said that. One thing we don't agree on, Dead Nation. And we're like, well, Naughty Bear, too. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So if I went to the mom and grab shop and you did all that crap, where, where, what games are out this week? Where would I find that out? <laughs> It's getting harder and harder to get to that point, isn't it? You go to the official IGN list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Bada ba ba ba. It's like every. It's kind of like every week we've added something to that to get us. There's a journey to get to the title, and we've added something, but now we have so much. It's just a giant now it's, pile. Not even, now it's not even a question it's anymore. Just, it's just nonsense. <laughs> it's like right, right, right. Uh, at retail, Resident Evil Six is out, uh, and NBA Two K Thirteen era, era is out at retail. Both those games are on PS as well uh, if you want to just download them uh, downloadable on PSN for PS3 Lego Harry Potter years 5 through 7 mm. Nights into Dreams which is the remake of the Saturn game Sonic Adventure 2 which is a uh, port of the Dreamcast game uh, for Vita New Little King Story is out 
ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Dunham is calling me right now during Podcast Beyond. I cannot answer. And he'll never listen to the show, so he'll never know why I didn't answer his phone call. Uh, He's that's, listening right now. He can hear <laughs> us. Um, so that's it for PS3, PSN, and Vita. Uh, PS2 Classics, Innocent Life, A Futuristic Harvest Moon, and Rough Trigger, The Vanacore Conspiracy. Now, that Rough Trigger game, I don't remember that game. That's like a really late PS2 game. I was looking into it. It's a Natsume game. It is a, like... <laughs> Comical ripoff of Ratchet and Clank. You guys should go look at it. It could very well be good, but yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Rough trigger. Rough trigger. Rough it's like trigger. it's like a third person platforming shooter. Yeah. That, the character's trigger. like a dog astronaut. Yeah. And he, and it's funny because like rough trigger. R-U-F-F. Sounds sounds even like, like a porno. Ratchet and cr- no, no, no. I'm saying like there's <laughs> there's like actual some like cadence and like Ratchet and Clank. Too. Rough trigger. Yeah. There's, there's some similarities there. Speaking of Ratchet and Clank, you should read my complete history of Insomniac games. You should. Don't be stupid. Go read it. Uh, and uh, for... Yeah, again, we talked about this already, but uh, Vita's getting some demos that I thought were notable. Silent Hill, uh, Book of Memories will have a, a a demo. And also Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward, um, which is uh, an interesting looking, I think, kind of like an adventure game. Uh, will also be on 3DS. It's a sequel to a 3DS game called 999. That, or a DS game called 999. That's it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we've talked a lot about the game XCOM Enemy Unknown. Clements, are you excited for XCOM Enemy Unknown? Sorry, I was trying to pick up a piece of paper. Yeah, I noticed. Uh, Is that okay, big guy? I guess. All right. Um, You know what, man? I don't know how I feel about XCOM. You're fucking crazy. XCOM, I mean, I I got to power through Borderlands this weekend or coming into this weekend because I want to get ready for XCOM. Wait, wait, wait. So so this XCOM game is is the real XCOM game. This is the real XCOM game. And it's going to be on PS3? Yeah. It's PS3 360 PC. Huh. It's really good. I don't know why I didn't know that. I thought that that was a PC game. The real XCOM game. Because there's there's that shooter XCOM There's that first-person shooter that now might be a third-person shooter shooter, XCOM. I don't know how that happened. It's been in development hell for like three, four years now. Yeah. But yeah, XCOM Enemy Unknown played at D3. Loved it a lot. I uh, I mean, I think it looked great when I was was looking over Anthony's shoulder and watching him play. It looked super cool. uh, It's kind of one of those things where I don't have any active interest in it. Really? That surprised me because you were such a Valkyria Chronicles fan. Yeah. Were you oh, there so for more like of the anime style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Turn-based strategy. Mm-hmm. Turn-based strategy. Mm-hmm. Is yes. that right? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. We, uh, all, start screaming at the we all just leave. We just leave the podcast running and go try to find copies of the game. Yeah, it's that. It's uh, you know, you you you. It's all. It has permadeath in it, so you get you get these recruits. You name them. You'll name. I'm sure I'll, you'll have a Greg Miller. Greg Miller go out and get killed. Greg Miller is dead. Greg Miller is gonna be on the front lines. <laughs> That's what I said. Like I'm saying it up at noon. That Clements Ryan is gonna be Clements. my Ryan Clements. I'm gonna keep naming characters Ryan Clements and just send them out as my human shields to get killed. That's awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea this was coming to oh, yeah. to. It just seemed like a PC game to me. Now, yeah, the, they, the way they made their whole uh, you know grid structure for moving your characters around was designed so that you could play it with a controller. Or like the one PlayStation I, Move? Yeah. No, no, no PlayStation oh. Move. No PlayStation. Well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe, I guess it's possible. I haven't heard well, that. What was that other strategy game you could use to move with? Uh, I'm thinking of it. Do you remember F- N? Not Fuse. Not N um, something. It was, it, was, it, was, uh, it was an acronym. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Shit. Ah. Ubisoft. It was an Ubisoft game. But do you guys remember the other game I'm thinking of where it was like voice controlled and it was like like a strategy game that had voice commands in it? Uh, that was one like of the Command and Conquerors, wasn't years. it? No, it wasn't a Command and Conquer. It was a, I, re, I think I reviewed it. It was like a, like a one-off. Um, oh, man, I have judgment. I thought, no, no, it wasn't I have judgment. It, I thought it had E in the title though. Something okay. Ruse is the game. Ruse, that's it. Fuck. Uh, Fuse was close. Yeah. I was pretty good. Yeah. I was close there. I knew that sounded somewhat right. Ah, yeah. I was really excited about that game, and I went and played it. And I'm like, this yeah, is no, too this hard. Is no, no. no, XCOM is looking really, really cool. And 
to tell you why it looks really, really cool. We have Garth DeAngelis and Jake Solomon here to join Goldfarb and myself for an interview. Colin, why don't you transition us into it? Please listen to this interview now. That's right, Colin Moriarty. Here we are. We are talking XCOM, <laughs> Enemy Unknown. With me, Andrew Goldfarb, of course. Yep, hi. You were hopefully on the other part of the podcast. Yeah, that, this will be confusing if I wasn't. Nah, we don't know. What if I'm not there? I'm in Colin's chair. I've never gotten to sit here before. Oh, well, fart in it. Make sure he knows. <laughs> the, right, we'll it. Mark your territory. Already done. All right, good. Uh, and then we have real people with real jobs. Uh, hey, Garth. It's Garth DeAngelis. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for having me. What's your role on the XCOM? I'm the lead producer on XCOM. Okay. And then next to you, using the power of imagination, Jake Solomon. Right. And I'm naked. Okay, good. See, there we go. Now the show's getting now good. Now the power of imagination <laughs> begins. Podcast Beyond After Dark. Yes. Jake, what's your role here on the XCOMs? Uh, lead designer. Oh, man, you guys got some impressive titles. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, I wanted to be called something even more. but uh, We just made them up for this podcast. Garth, you actually you used to just be called producer, but now you're lead producer. How did that No, I was, I, was, I was associate producer slash level designer. That's right. Before and moving into lead producer. Now lead producer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we just chew them up and spit them out. <laughs> Now I'm done. I'm a pain in the ass to work for. <laughs> I he seems you, so laid back, though. He's I know, I know. That's what you, <laughs> I know, right? It's the best scam I've ever run on someone. <laughs> All right, so XCOM, it's a PC franchise. Why are you here on the PlayStation podcast? IGN's PlayStation podcast. The number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. Oh, we think. That's exciting. Which, when we checked iTunes that one time, we were number one. <laughs> like two years ago, yeah. Well, I'm well, sure I mean, when, when Jake and the team sat down many years ago, you know. Many, I, many years ago. Many moons. Obviously, XCOM is a is a revered PC title, but you know the team wanted to make something that any gamer could could appreciate. It was designed from the ground up for consoles and PC. Right, and we should say the original game actually has lineage on PlayStation. Yeah, it was. The, it was on the original the, PlayStation. Right, the original game was actually available on PlayStation. I meet people today who will still say their first um, experience with XCOM was on PlayStation. Right. Yep. Do they call it the definitive experience a lot? Uh, first definitive experience that. with right. it. No, okay. But this time around, <laughs> yes, this time trophies. around. No, I'm 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 very excited because I love PlayStation, love Xbox, love PC as well. But to have a game like XCOM on the consoles mm-hmm. is extremely exciting to me because I've loved squad-based tactical games, and and there's nothing out there on the market right now for for console gamers um, like XCOM Enemy Unknown. So it's just. Very, very, very exciting. And you got history. I mean, this is like Garth uh, annoys the hell. Always annoy Jake about right? because <laughs> they'll be talking about like Final Fantasy Tactics. Final Fantasy Tactics. But yeah, it's a great lineage. Um, yeah, I mean, the PlayStation has a great lineage for yeah. tactics games, turn-based tactics games. Oh which, yeah, which yeah, obviously. Valkyria Chronicles, yeah. which was a right. wonderful that's, game. That's obviously um, yeah. the team actually really looked at looked at that one. We loved how they you know brought the camera down into the battlefield when you're moving and. Um, and and we know they were also influenced were a little bit by, by XCOM. Original, uh, definitely by the original. So that's yeah. just some there's some cool synergy there. And uh, you know you talk about Final Fantasy Tactics in the previous generations of, of PlayStation games. I, it's just exciting to be able to have a game like this now also in this in this generation yep. because there were some really powerful games between Final Fantasy Tactics, Vandal Hearts, um, Tactics Ogre. Oh, for mm, God's all, sake, all we're starting stuff. already. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. He's showing how much Jake, he knows, Jake. Let's give Jake's him the short fade. version. Let's give him the short version of your love experience. <laughs> Jake's with eyes are games. glossing over right now. <laughs> I've heard this no, so you like many the, you times. You like those games too. You're... I do, but 
Man, I just every time this comes up, we... <laughs> you are earning plenty of brownie points with the podcast. Yeah, you're audience good. By bringing this that's up. good. See, to hear. Th- see, the, that's the big thing for me is that I remember I got assigned at pre E three Judges Week to go see XCOM Enemy Unknown, and I got it. I was like, I don't know anything about XCOM. What is that? I don't want to even go to this. This game's gonna suck. <laughs> and I got there, and I, this played, is I was a like, great this, lead in. I love where this story is going. But I sat down and they gave me a controller, and it wasn't a mouse and keyboard, and I played it, and I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. I can't wait to play this, and that I haven't lost that. A lot of games you see at previews, you get excited about, then. You yeah. Yeah. The next thing comes, and the next thing comes, and the next thing comes. You guys are the ones that's gonna are gonna dethrone Borderlands Two for me. Like I have been obsessed wow. with Borderlands Two. Yeah. I'm ready to be obsessed with Enemy uh, uh, Enemy Unknown for XCOM. And I think one of the big things was, I mean, I've been waiting for this game. Like I was a huge Valkyria Chronicles fan, right. and we, you know, here on Podcast Beyond, we always wave the flag that they need to add trophies and do this and do that. And then they put it on PSP, and PSP was great, but then right, it, you know right, it, right. it didn't sell, so they didn't bring number right. three over here, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. Right. And so it's like it's great to see that kind of gameplay come back and have a place on the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I think we obviously are excited for that as well. But and you mentioned the, the show where the first time you played the you played the game at E3. It's not also just tactical turn based games. I mean, we're, we're doing a lot with this game with respect to um, at the shows. I see a lot of gamers, console gamers, that mm-hmm. either see our trailer or they're looking over somebody's shoulder playing, and they see the cinematic cameras, they see these action oriented segments in combat, and they ask me and they say they say what what shooter is this? You know, this looks like a new yeah, a, yeah, new, yeah. a new a new third person shooter or FPS. And I'm like, no, no, we're not exactly <laughs> right, the like, first person What do you shooter. want it to be? Yeah, yeah, we got it. Yeah, exactly. Whatever you want in there. Whatever Call of want. Duty, enemy unknown. Right. <laughs> it's really cool because you see these these younger console gamers as well that maybe never played Final Fantasy Tactics or those earlier generation of games be pulled in by this very, very slick presentation layer. Our artists did a phenomenal job. It looks like a like a like like an action game. But it's different, right? I mean, that's, what, we, that's yeah. what we're excited and, and um, you know, honestly, a little bit terrified of, is that, <laughs> I mean, it's not like, it, it, you can't really sum up what XCOM is and say like, oh, it's like this game, like that game. Because we do talk about tactics games. Yes. Um, but it, it's different. I mean, it's a very different experience. The, I mean, are you concerned at all bringing like a super hardcore franchise like this to sort of a mainstream audience? Like looking at something like the hardcore permadeath and like yeah. resource management and all of those things and, and bringing that to like the PlayStation audience that maybe is used to Call of Duty or Madden and stuff like that. I, I think we're excited. And, and we, we've looked at some console games that have succeeded that have severe consequences. Jake talks a lot about consequences, which is what the original right. XCOM was yep. about. Um, you look at Dark Souls, Demon Souls on console. Uh, that's a brutal game, but gamers ate up that yeah. that that, yeah. that challenge. And um, one of the things we did look, we didn't want to distill the challenge of the original XCOM. That that is all there. The consequences needed to be there: permanent death, the ability to lose if you make poor decisions on the strategy layer. But we did want to make the game a little bit more intuitive with to, to be able to play. The first time I played the original PC version, I was lost for a good 10 minutes you know yeah, i yeah. sat down and, and i didn't know exactly awesome. what to do <laughs> jake was like dude this is what it's about figure it out right. figure it out man are you okay are you not okay you're right. screaming right. here the whole time right. spit on your face it's, you're it fired gets, if right. you don't figure this out i'm very hipster about the original xcom i'm sort of like ah, oh, you probably never heard of it it's just a really hard game to play whatever i was playing it before it was cool i enjoyed it uh but but again, we, we wanted to we created this this controlled experience the first hour hour and a half of the game that teaches anyone the ropes of XCOM the magic of XCOM all the interplaying systems how they work together all the decisions that you make you know the combat level the how you build your own base and all the decisions you can make there but we wanted to teach you about those systems instead of just dropping you in the game and not telling you anything. Right. And, and we think that's one of the biggest differences. But after you get past that, that uh, extended tutorial, 
Then it is very brutal, very challenging. I don't know if you want to talk about Iron Man and, and all the different... I mean, we have oh, all these uh, difficult... There's a Marvel yeah. crossover. There's a Marvel crossover. Tony Stark's in there. Great. Build the reactor. The Avengers... We have these different difficulty levels that, that, that cater to the original game's challenge and, right. and legendary challenge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean the, the game is, is meant to be challenging. Challenge is a, a big part of the design of the game. But, um, yeah, you can go even further to where you can turn on Iron Man mode, which is the ultimate, ultimate challenge where the, you cannot save and reload. And in XCOM, things are tough. You're going to want to. But when you turn on Iron Man, the game saves itself all the time. And so there's no going back. And that's, that's the ultimate form of the game. But uh, I wouldn't recommend recommend that for anyone just starting so right see i think it's one of those things we start to talk about pc gamers and mainstream console gamers and stuff like that i think we get into these like uh you know differences and little tweaks that don't matter as much you know what i mean like it's one of those things yeah, like yeah. what excites me about it is the same thing that in a lot of ways excited me about oregon trail right is i'm gonna make <laughs> my friends in this game yeah, and if right. they die there's gonna right. be a little tombstone that'll have their right. story oh, you know what i mean so it's gonna awesome. be a big deal when Goldfarb gets killed by an alien yep. which will happen right, right away first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because there are those permanent consequences in in the game, something as simple as renaming your soldier makes it so impactful. And because you can change how they look, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. The, the Anthony's been playing nonstop. Amazing. Anthony's yeah. been playing nonstop at his desk, and he will make people and then call us over to watch them go. He's like, "Greg, I gave you the bald head. Steve's got the mustache. Let's get, let's <laughs> right. see how all these people." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve yeah. Butts was per- Anthony made a perfect Steve yeah. Butts. Yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. we actually saw it. Yeah, and that actually is we. I think we had, had that the handlebar in mind. mustache. Yeah, that was done yeah. with Steve Butts in mind, or or a male stripper, whatever. <laughs> A handlebar. So. One and the same, really. But yeah, like all that customization and all the choice is what really, really gets me excited for. Building the base, you know, it's kind of like Metal Gear Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid Peace yes, Walker, right. where you yes. get to go out there, build right. out your base, put your research points where you That's want. Right. And then the little stuff, I remember at the E3 demo, I got to make that choice if I wanted to go go to China or if I wanted to take care of Kansas City. And you guys were like, I'm sorry, you can't, we can't, you can't do Kansas City right now. You have to go to China or whatever. And so I had to tell Damon when I got back, to, Damon, uh, one of our editors, is from Kansas City. So I got back and had to break it to him. Yeah. I let Kansas City burn. And I was like, I had to go. Yeah, see, else. I'm from Kansas City, yeah. so typical. Yeah, typical. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like that stuff's so exciting, and the way that the, that all plays out, right? You're talking about how you know you got, you guys are part in, in the in the XCOM lore. You are working for this world organization, and you need them all on your side. So you have to make those decisions. Where even if you want to just take care of the continental United States all the time, you have to go do a China Absolutely. mission, or you have to go do that. That's awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it has a lot of as, as a player, you're torn in a lot of directions, and it's not a game where there's a perfect way to play. There's not a game where everybody's going to survive and the whole world's going to be saved. You really are it's a game where you're really making tough choices and, and, and there will be consequences as a result of it so yeah absolutely now here I'm going to be selfish it comes out October 9th yes exciting times I will be flying to New York Comic Con that day so is there any hope for a Vita version ever <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, you know we, we're focusing on the on the consoles right now you at the moment. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best response to a canned response. I, I love that. Now earlier you're talking about you know it's hard to describe XCOM right? Like it's one of those things where people know the franchise or now you know that they've been right. listening to us for 15 minutes they get what it is about. Yeah. It. Right. Has that been a hurdle for you guys trying to market the game? Um, in, in some ways. Yes, I suppose. I think that, yeah, being honest, I think in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. I mean, in some ways, it would be probably be scarier to be making a game that you were kind of like, well, it's like this other really popular yeah, game yeah. that you've already bought and are going to buy again. So it's kind of nice to be in the position where it's like, well, we describe it for you, and you know what? It's not like any other game you've yeah. played, which... And, and I think it's okay that, especially um, console gamers from a younger generation that weren't around for the original XCOM in 93, 94, um, that, they, that they've never heard of it. And that's almost more exciting to me because we're, 
you know, we're breaking barriers. We're 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 giving them this Look experience. At that. We're building schools. We are. We're <laughs> building <laughs> schools. I don't even know what we're talking about. I have no idea. We're breaking barriers. We're, 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 <laughs> he's running for office. We're breaking <laughs> PC We're kissing babies. Whatever. <laughs> But to be able to provide those those console gamers with an experience again, that uh, it, it's a reimagination of a '93 game, but they may not be familiar with it. Sure. And then they can play it on their PlayStation Three, and there's really nothing else like it. All the procedural elements, you, you get a different map every time. The aliens are in different places. You're making, you're not just controlling one hero saving the world against aliens, which a lot of action games have. We love them. You're now controlling an entire organization, and. And it feels at home on a console. It's not just a hardcore PC experience. So I'm, it I'm thrilled it, about that. It's self-serving, obviously, to say this, but it's true. Like our strongest memories as gamers are the ones where it's like you do something for the first time. You're like, yes, I, I've never had this experience before. Like we've all played so many games. I mean, I'm 35 years old. I've played a lot of games, and so for me, the thing that always does it for me is when I'm doing something. I'm like, this is new. Like this yeah. is this is feeds that itch that I thought was buried back there where you're like, man, this is new. I, didn't I, wanna, know I, I think this. about it when I'm somewhere else. I'm thinking and about some game. Yeah. Those experiences are few and far between. They are. Also. They are. And it's, I love being on the PlayStation blog because when I grew up, that is the platform that gave me those experiences in my golden years of gaming. Are you know, we seriously when, going back to this? Yeah, I am, man. <laughs> he's I love, playing. He's, I love he's, he's, doing, he's doing his presidential stump speech. He's playing <laughs> no, to the crowd. He's on. No, I am serious he gets about on Xbox. Look, he gets on the Xbox. King, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'm a Microsoft <laughs> platform. <laughs> No, <laughs> Kingsfield. You know the original Tomb Raider, the original Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. These are all PlayStation experiences that they gave me that feeling. So to be able to bring XCOM to that is very exciting. Please don't make him do this to me again. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's not lying. Like the the original PlayStation is yeah. like his his wheelhouse. So. Yeah. Do you think moving forward that like uh you know we have that other that XCOM first person shooter is somewhere in the ether? Do you sure. think this is that the XCOM name and brand you know assuming Enemy Unknown does well is something that will continue? Assuming you don't totally destroy assuming the franchise. Assuming, <laughs> yeah, exactly. assuming you're still alive. Uh, I mean, uh, wait, Jake, so what, is what? XCOM something you you would do another game moving forward? Oh, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely. I mean, I think that it's it's. I, we think that the way that um, I think about it, and I think Garth does too, is that. It, it could be in its own way, like, uh, it's almost like its own genre. I mean, it, you could tell so many different stories in so many different ways with having this sort of squad-based, having combat, and then having a, a deeper layer of the top of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it actually has a couple of, there are analogs to this, but they're never just quite as, as deep on both sides. Like, even, let's say, something like Diablo, I don't know, you, you go and you fight and then you come back to town, and this is just sort of like expanding on that quite a bit. And so... I think this. I think a game like this, especially in the XCOM universe, you could you could tell a lot of stories. About and outside of the XCOM universe, a lot of stories could be told. Yep, yep. A lot of different things. Or in the XCOM universe. Or outside of it. <laughs> or on the PlayStation Vita. You know. <laughs> it needs games. God damn it. <laughs> when you guys sat down though, and you made the decision that it's gonna go, it's gonna be on PC, and then it's gonna be on the consoles as well. Was there a pushback about that? Because I know one of the questions I got, you know, I put out the call for up at noon questions for you coming on today, or I mean, last Monday, whatever Monday. Watch, watch the show that's up on Start right now. And uh, one of the things was people were asking about, you know, the control differences. Can you plug a mouse and keyboard into the PS3? Which I don't know. You have to answer that. And then also, you know, is there a drawback? Then is it clunkier somehow that you're trying to use a controller? You can't plug a mouse and keyboard into the PS3, unfortunately, but it I, feels... I wanted you to be able to. Garth said no. I, Garth, I, Garth, Garth said no. 
Garth. You just hate PlayStation, don't you? <laughs> He's actually never played any of those games. <laughs> Either that or Interception, man. You have to pick one or the other. And All those titles are written on his palm right now. <laughs> right. I, re- I really love Sonic, I really and that's why I bought a PlayStation. Bland old Bart's. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no you, you can't plug in the mouse and keyboard, but the controller experiences, like, uh, the feedback has been very, very strong. Like, we worked yeah. very hard on that, and so people are able to pick up the DualShock and go crazy with it. Right. Yeah. yeah, it feels smooth, right? Yeah, no, that, yeah, I played it with that ex- the damn Xbox controller, but it felt fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I mean, that's one of the reasons I was so excited for it is that it was, you know, that the, for me, for me, PC gaming, the barrier to entry is the mouse and keyboard, right? Is that that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me because that's not how I grew up playing. Or sure. Whatever. So yeah, yeah totally sure. to be able to do that and move my little blue arrow around and see where I'm going to run to, yeah, what yeah. I'm going to take cover on, how I'm going to shoot things. Yep, it's good stuff. Absolutely. All right, guys. Do we cover everything you want to talk about here? You, you get all your so. stump speeches out here. Um, let me go back. No, I think I got everything. Okay, okay, <laughs> I think we I think we got it all. We, we've got uh, not long now, right, Garth? It's no, got, no. What are we? Our journey is we about to be half, over. A week and a half. You're away, one week when this posts. This is will post on week? Tuesday. So one so, week away. Yeah, that's dang. exciting. Yep. I mean, the team the team did an incredible job of it. It was a long journey to develop this game, and we're just we can't wait to what, get it. Never. So then, you know, it's always interesting to see what's going on behind the curtain. What are you guys doing now as a team? Are you does everybody take time off, or you start working on a DLC, Sweeping. which I would assume is coming? <laughs> we'll see. We haven't I, like I, it was the sort of thing where I was like, okay, like you know, the game goes to cert. You know, we sent it off to Sony certification. It's like, all right, so we're done, got, right? Before press start, before like the real press kicks in, I, I'll take a take four weeks off, or whatever. Didn't and then happen. It was like, nah, that didn't happen. <laughs> always something to be yeah. working on whether you know so then the idea now the idea is that like after launch day then we'll you know it's not gonna happen right know. you know something know. is gonna happen but we need you in Something's the office going to happen I'm right going to quit uh, no i mean uh right now everyone we do have some people taking some vacations but clearly we're thinking about other ideas nothing to announce at the moment but okay. yeah. yeah all right when you are ready to announce you can come back to this podcast yeah How about that, that would huh? be fun tell me more about your playstation one linear yeah <laughs> Uh, Garth and Jake, thank you so much for joining us. XCOM Enemy Unknown comes out October 9th. Before you go, you do have to say beyond. 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 Beyond! <laughs> All right, let's see what the hell Colin Moriarty's got to say. Excellent interview, Goldfarb. Good job. We're back. Huh? So there you go. You're sold now, Clements, aren't you? I am. You Love it. You didn't hear anything. Yeah, hear I didn't hear anything. I'm, uh, I had no idea that a, strat- a turn-based strategy was coming to PS3. That's... Always, always exciting news. It's always, Moriarty joint. As they always say. exciting. Too bad. Is it coming to PlayStation Vita? No. And I asked them. We, it, well, actually, again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're if you're one of these people who don't understand how the podcast works, we didn't. We, you know, we stopped. We just we just were silent for one second, and then we inserted the interview. So they haven't heard it. Yeah. Now, he wouldn't answer that question. He says no plans for the Vita, really, but maybe one day, kind of blah blah blah. He 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 danced around it. I think one of the things is that I'm I'm not super sold on the art style look, and maybe I just haven't seen the right stuff yet. Yeah. But I feel kind of right like it looks stuff. very generic, kind of just. Oh man, um, no, you're crazy. Disagree or agree? I disagree with you. Yeah. Disagree. I think, oh, okay. I think the more you see of it, you're going to see oh, how, right, what their style right. is to it. When you go to your base and you have to make your choices, because you have to uh, you have to go. Uh, now we're boring people who listen to the interview. When you go into these places, you have to make your choice, right? You go into your little communication hub, and they're like. There's a there's a disaster right now in Tokyo and in Kansas City, and you can only go to one. You Tokyo. can only save one city, of course. Yeah, of course you would. You have no love for America's breadbasket. I have I have a lot of love. You for wouldn't America. save Kansas either. Damon's family. Well, there's a Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, it was in Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay, right. There's a Kansas City, Kansas though. Right? It is. It's really confusing. What a bunch they're of idiots. On, like, they're like on opposite sides of the border. Right. right. That's Kansas weird. City, Missouri is the good one. Kansas, yeah, City, Kansas, Kansas City is garbage. That's just the thing like the I didn't know until I was like a teenager that can't, like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Royals play in Missouri. Yeah. Like yeah. I didn't. I never knew that. 
It's it's cause, yeah. yeah, it's silly. Some silly stuff. But I guess people from Kansas are fans of those teams. Yeah, some of them. They're not fans of running water or indoor plumbing. Though, in oh, Kansas. I'll tell you that right now. Interesting. Christian writes into Beyond at IGN.com. He says, "Hey guys, my name is Christian Beyond. 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 I live in Northern New Jersey, and I oh. went to McDonald's for lunch today. I can confirm that Colin was absolutely right about them not putting mustard on burgers in the Metro New York area. Also, I'm not a big fan of mustard myself, but I do love myself some honey mustard. Does Colin make an exception for the sweeter version of the condiment? Nope." No, also, pretty... does he th- always think of Colonel Mustard is the murderer when he plays Clue? <laughs> I can't play Clue because of Colonel Mustard. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of emails, a lot of tweets about this. Yeah, I I, I know it's confirmed. I mean, I know. I'm, gl- I'm glad that people. I'm glad that people. Uh, well, it's one of those things verified. you talk out of your ass every week on yeah, the show. Somebody yeah, finally yeah, showed yeah, up yeah, to yeah, back yeah, you yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right, and uh, I am glad that the you know my disdain for mustard is so extreme. That I learned that some people share a similar disdain for mustard, and that really made me happy. Although when I put the picture on Twitter of me eating pizza with mayonnaise, uh-huh. uh, I learned that many a person share a similar disdain for Hellman's fine product as mm, well. Because mm, mm. uh, there's there's a difference between mayonnaise and mayo, right? Like they're different things. Oh, well, no. So there's a difference between Miracle Whip, which ah, is fucking Thank trash. You. That's it. Yeah, Miracle and Whip Miracle is Whip real. is garbage. Uh-huh. And <laughs> And then, and I'll never forget. I've only had Miracle Whip once, and I was like a young kid at my 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 best childhood. It's friend's like house. sweet or something. It's like tangy it's like or dressing basically. Okay. Like it, it, and you know they had Miracle Whip, and then and just making a sandwich. And I ate it. and I was like, this is fucking. Gross. I didn't say five. I was like probably eight years old. But I remember still to this day, just like I remember like it was yesterday that mustard thing in Connecticut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was some rough shit. I love how Colin has these terrible memories of food incidents. And these condiments, are the worst just condiments. Because Miracle Whip like makes me cringe. Like when I see like because they, they have this whole ad campaign where it's like it's better than mayonnaise. It's you know we know it's different. You know yeah, it's like yeah. it's like no, it's it sucks. <laughs> let's, just all, let's just all let's just let's just all be honest with each other. Okay, thank you. Joe Dix writes into IGN's podcast Beyond at Beyond at IGN.com just like you can. He said, <laughs> I'm not feeling this show this week. I'm not doing so hot. Greg, I'm playing Patapon 2 right now, and the idea of a new entry on the Vita excites me. What would you want in Patapon Vita? Um, I mean, I would basically think Patapon 3 would be super easy conversion. Patapon 3 featured clans, it featured online play. You took your, you had one hero to control, which I really dug, and you took that out and you played with other people and you leveled up and you took your experience and you went back to your game you could help out in the Collins game, stuff like that. I want that entire infrastructure brought over to the Vita. Uh, some cool 3G stuff. Maybe for near, if I could leave items places, that'd be cool. Near still sucks and doesn't do anything. It'd be I, nice. still, I still don't understand how to use near. It, does anyone ever, does anyone understand how to use oh, near? Oh, good. I'm so glad. I thought that I was like missing out because I just didn't. Yeah, understand they sent near. you this game I gear, have, or I, game game piece. I'm like, what? I have no idea how to use it. Game goods. I don't. I, I know you know Shuhei tweets about near every so often. It doesn't make any sense, Shuhei. Yeah, it's, like it's I not, don't. Yeah. You know, when we see you next time in E3, you're gonna have to really give me a, a walkthrough because I don't. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, it's one of those things like how people might not be playing 3DS games anymore, but in our office they still use 3DS Street Pass, and people will come here for demos and bring their 3DS to Street Pass with us because they know that IGN every day puts a whole bunch of DSs on this one thing over by guides that everybody shares the thing. And then me and Greg just put our Vitas away. I don't want to. Be- <laughs> this morning I thought I lost my Vita on the plane for for there was like oh. a good five minute thing where I'm like I know I grabbed it. Did I leave well, it? You just the, got off a plane this seat? morning. Well, last night I got off the plane. Oh, okay, got it, got it. So I was looking around like, I don't know. Dude. Colin, mm. this is still Joe Dix. I listened to an old episode last night, and you mentioned that if you had more time, you would work on a novel that you had an idea for mm-hmm. about the end of the United States. 
Has anything happened with this idea? Uh, strangely, yeah, because I, I, um, I don't think you even know about this. I, I, I started to kind of marinate on the specific idea um, and started to kind of work out um, the idea itself. I, the, the thing is, and it's, it's really, I think it's a great idea. I think I actually told Mike Mitchell about it. And I think it's like a really... He forgot immediately, I'm sure. It, uh, yeah, I'm oh, sure shit, the United States. And I, I, I think it's specific and something that's like bold and actually pretty controversial. But um, I don't have time to write it, you know, yeah, other than yeah. like really writing notes about it. I mean, it's just no time. But it's an idea that I'll sit on and and I think it will be pretty cool. You, I, I would like to make a controversial point. You Uh-oh. totally have time. You can make time. If you have time to spend 99% of your time alone mm-hmm. at home and, uh, you know, watch space documentaries right. and eat pizza with mayo. I was I reading bet, a Wikipedia about supermassive black holes yesterday. Yeah, that was pretty I interesting. Bet, I bet you that you could <laughs> eke out maybe 45 minutes to an hour every night and uh, just get a little tiny bit of writing done, just a little piece by piece. That's how professional do writers do it. I mean, yeah. when, you, when you read about, you know, Stephen King, for instance, like, no matter what he's doing every day, he writes for like eight hours. Um even if it's good or better, they just write because the ideas come from that and you actually surprise yourself. But, um, you know, obviously they're professionals, uh, right. and I'm a professional writer in a sense, but I'm not, I'm, I am a professional writer, but I'm not a professional novelist. And I yeah. think that like writing a novel is really difficult. I have like two aborted novels to my name, like on my old computer. It's like, it's hard, hard writing dialogues, hard, you know, figuring out these ideas is hard. Like, figuring out where you're going is hard. Like how you get to that point. And like, those are difficult things. Writing is not easy. It's and, yeah. and, and, uh, very, very, very hard. It is, I mean, you're right. But like, I have to pick my battles and like, I want to continue to play games. I want to continue to read. I read a lot and stuff like that. I want to continue to do sure, those things. Sure. Um, there's gotta be that. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be that balance of fun. Right. I mean, yeah, if, oh, if yeah, you're, yeah. And not that writing isn't fun, but it's definitely challenging. You know? It's, and I didn't mean to imply that you're making the wrong decision. I'm just saying if you like, if it was important to you, you could totally make time to do it. It is important you to me, but it's, spend... it's something that I, I've thought about. I mean, I've tried in the past to like write these ideas down and they're all yeah but we change a lot over time you might you might have more skill and strength and patience now than you did uh you know when you tried before so well i'm going on vacation so maybe i will uh take some time to do it when i'm not when i'm not here bombed the whole time yeah you got too much you already you already have too much on that this is a vacation plan you'll never get it all what do you mean you're, you're reviewing the game too, the Little King story. Well, it's that, or we put the review up three weeks after the game comes out. Well, I'm not saying you shouldn't fucking do your work. Okay. I'm just saying. Okay. You, you got to do that. You got to see your family. You got to see your friends. You, you know, you got to eat these burgers no, with no mustard. You yeah. got a, you got a lot. You got a lot of your put. You, you ain't writing no books. Yeah, probably not. Ryan. Yes. Joe Dix. <sighs> final question. Yeah. What is something you've never done but have wanted to in the back of your mind for a long time? Make out with Greg Miller. That's not true. Um. Now yeah, we've done that before. Uh, <laughs> um, oh man what's something I've always wanted to do go to New York Comic Con yeah. Saturday the 13th 9pm uh, I really so I haven't I, I've kind of done this before but I would love uh, I would really love to get more into live music um, I would love to go to like like a like a jazz like club or a bar or something that has like live jazz or live blues or something and just kind of like have a drink listen to music. I really like stuff like that. Not you, like you should come see Dredge with me in December. Is that but is that going to be? I mean, that's more of a concert venue, right? It's a show. I mean, it'll be like a thousand people probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not against it. I mean, I actually really like the idea of live music, but. Um, I've had a lot best. of really good times. Like there's uh, that the bar that we like in San Francisco called Underdogs. Rick. Rick well, yes. Oh, Rick. But I was gonna say Rick House. Uh, there was one night where we were there for cocktails, and there was like kind of a bluegrass style, like just a very small like three piece band that was there just playing some like kind of folksy songs, and it was super cool, really chill. Yeah, live music's good. But let me ask you an honest question about Rick House. Yeah. Who likes that bar? Other than Ryan Clements, is there? Is there Damon, likes it, Damon likes it. Yeah, Damon likes because it. Because when I when I went there, I Alex went there with you. I went there with you the first time, 
I was over there. It was, it was Shuhei. Yeah, the yeah, Shuhei night. Shuhei. And it was a bit of a it was a bit of a shit show over in that in that bar if I if I recall. Like it was a little hard to get a, it was a little hard to get a drink. We were drunk. It was it was crowded. We were drunk before too, we left yeah. dinner. It was crowded. See, this is my thing. I fell out of love with Rick's Rick House. I've been to Rick House dozens of times. And I and I, I like the Floridors there. I like the slow gin fizz now. Yep. I like it when like Damon and I used to go there once in a while, like after we see a movie or something, but we so it'd be like an off night with like a Wednesday, right? You could walk up, you could get a table, you could get a drink, it'd be no problem. And then we started going there for like people's goodbye parties and birthday parties and all this other shit. And it, you get there and it's like a Saturday night and it's wall to wall people. It's a billion fucking degrees in there. Like it, it, there was nights where it was so bad I take off my glasses because my glasses were fogging up. It's like I'm over this place, like so over this place. Yeah, I can't. I can't get down with like I like bars that are populated, but yeah, not. There's not a fi- there's a tipping point there's, there's with a, bars. Yeah. yeah, there's a fine line because I I get really kind of not depressed, but I'm really disappointed when, a, when you go into a bar and there's no one in there. It's like maybe like you know two people kind of around the other corner mm-hmm. of the bar, and it's like maybe you or you and a friend, and it's like. Then, then at that point, you're, it's not even a social experience anymore. It's just you know you guys. Yeah, but people will come. That's what I like. That's why like I always get excited when like when we go to underdogs and you can get a picking table without fighting. Sure. Like, that's like you know. But we know that yeah, golden goose underdogs yeah. will pop off yeah. all you know eventually yeah. Yeah, in yeah. good time. But uh, if you're going to all a new, in good time, yeah, all in good time. But if if you go to a new place and you're like, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe this is this yeah. is what I'm in for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, uh, underdogs is still my favorite. One of my my friend Ramon was here. He likes to hang out under the hate, um, or what I like to lovingly call the shit show. Uh, of San Francisco, uh, my I thought old, that was the marina. No, the marina is just a disaster. <laughs> I've been to the marina in a long time. Uh, that was where we used to get drunk. But uh, you know, I like to hate a lot, uh, and and I was reminded that you know I really love Hobson's Choice. Like I really love that bar. That bar yeah. is awesome. Isn't that and, a place that Sin really likes too? <clears throat> yeah, Sin. I I was introduced to it through Sin and Clayman. Yeah, um, a long time ago. We used to go there all the time. We used to go there all the time. It's at the corner of uh, Hate and Clayton. Um, and that's a fine bar, and I, I I like that. Then I went to the page, and I was lucky enough to get a table there. But that bar is so trendy and crowded all the time, um, and that really bothered me. But then I went to Mirio's. Remember Mirio's down by like Shady McDonald's, uh, at the corner of like Shady McDonald's? yeah, down at the corner. Of, like, I know Shady Hayden. McDonald's. Yeah, it's, it's right next to like Shady McDonald's, like at the corner of Standing and Hate or whatever. Yeah. And they redid it, and it used to be like an awesome dive, like kind of like Molotovs or something, like a fucking just a straight dive bar. Um, Molotovs, of course, is also on Hate, mm-hmm. and uh, they just like what's the one with the half door. Like, I always like oh, that's Tornados. Mm. That place, so that's across the street from Molotov. That's, I love that you know all yeah. these. What's the bar with the half door? Oh, Tornados. <laughs> that's Tornados. That's at Fillmore and Hate. Um, that's a great bar, but that's a, that's a snobby beer yeah, bar. Like, yeah, the, know, like they are not cool there. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know people really like that bar, and I, I've been there many times, but like getting served there is a pain in the ass. Like, they aren't very nice I, see, that's why I don't, I don't like bars that aren't like that people aren't they nice they don't to you. appreciate you that's, they don't I mean, appreciate that, your that, business I fuck ne- them I've yeah. never understood that like that, you, you, <clears throat> people are giving you money and you're like oh we don't serve that here like what what, what are you talking okay. and, and, and that's kind of the problem I started having with underdogs is because we, I've spent I spent a lot of money there I've spent a lot more time and money there than frankly anyone in our apartment has because I've lived in that, that neighborhood for so even long even Mike now like, oh, I, my, maybe Mike yeah, I was Mike might say, have pushed I'll, it over well, the, when Mike Mitchell told us he'd watch more football than any of us yeah. in our entire lives I was like I think Colin has an argument there but like Mike, Mike literally comes home drops his bag and then goes under that's, that's a good point comes back at three in the morning that's a good point but but I, I, I used to go there constantly like almost every day for dinner and I would leave with yeah, it yeah. but when we went there you and I you and I were there I think it was with like uh I think Clements was there we were Justin a few other guys Charles and that what that waitress that one waitress came up and the was new waitress? Like, no she's not new she's okay. been there for a long time 
definitely knows all of us, definitely has weighed on all of us scores of times. Um, and was like, uh, you know, you guys aren't going to like walk away. Like, serious. Like, I don't you, remember this. Yeah. Oh, maybe you weren't there. Like, she's like, well, she the tables a, are so big. I she don't took know. one of our credit cards or whatever, where she was like, you guys aren't going to like run away and not pay the bill. She was like dead serious. And that's why I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, mm. I, I've spent thousands of dollars in this bar and you know exactly who I am. And I would just ruin that rapport with you guys because yeah. I wanted a free meal. Well, something that, like that, that really rubbed me the wrong way where I'm like, I don't sure, really want to, I, I, I haven't been there in a while. That's just yeah. one person in their crew, which is otherwise I love the people. Yeah, that I've been there a bunch there. lately. It's been fun. My Football people, love. my people are also gone. Yeah. Der- Derek and, and, and uh, Duke were my, my boys. And uh, I always say like, I set the great cadence with them the very first time I went there because I, they, they, oh, they gave me too much change back and I gave it back to them and they always remembered that. And, uh, and then they left. Yep. So now so I don't have that report. No, no one remembers your change. No. So PlayStation podcast, guys, huh? Let's wrap it up, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, yeah we're gonna do a hit of the week. We haven't done one of those in a while. This oh, comes from right. Grant. Grant emailed us at beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He says, Beyond. Beyond. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption for a while now. Huh. No shit, apparently. I would say you've been playing half years. <laughs> and I have almost all the trophies, but I'm stuck in a few of the multiplayer trophies. I was wondering if I could be hit of the week and get some help from my fellow Beyond listeners. Grant, I'm sure someone out there will be willing to help you. Everybody, uh, if you want to play some Red Dead, go ahead and friend or message Grant. His PSN ID is GMAT M A T T 325. That is G M A T T 325. Thanks and beyond, says Grant. And then he says, P.S. I think Ryan is the best at doing the quote, hit of the week confirmed, end quote, on the new mics. So, Ryan, please. PSN it confirmed. There you go. I missed the old time. It just doesn't sound the same. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, it's not, not you. No, you don't have to apologize. It's, it's not, not your you. fault. It's not your. Happens it's not every, your fault. Happens to guys all the time. Clements, it's not your fault. <laughs> I Ladies love that kind gentlemen. of shit in movies. Yeah, exactly. Say it over and over again. This has been Podcast Beyond, episode two hundred and sixty. Remember to be part of the show Beyond at IGN.com. Remember that the podcast is fun and games, but the bills get paid over on IGN.com. So come there and read all the stuff, uh, column posts, and then once in a while, <laughs> Clements and I do stuff too. But it's usually just some videos or bullshit stuff. <laughs> uh, remember, Thanks, I'm talking about us both. We're in the same boat. Uh, anyways, uh, remember to follow us all on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Ryan is Plum Cider. Colin is No Taxation. Goldfarb, who wasn't here, or he was here for the interview, is Garfet. Uh, remember to buy XCOM Enemy Unknown because I think that game's going to be great. Again, I'm, I'm not, excited. I'm not reviewing it. I'm not I reviewing it. I know what the hell is, is going on. Week? Yeah, October 9th. Yeah, this is oh. the best part of me not being able to go to Comic Con is that I get to play it. Maybe I'll be done with it. You can, you can play my copy yeah. or the office copy or whatever you end up doing. Oh, I'm excited about that. You should be, dude. You're gonna, you're, it's a, it is a Colin game as it has been said before. Every once in a while that's said. Yeah. 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 Ryan, Yeah. take me home. Sounds good, Greg. We always end Podcast Beyond with a song. So please send me an MP3 of a song that you would like played on the show to beyond at IGN.com. What if it's per- a wave file? Uh, I, I don't. Can, can GarageBand play wave files? I don't know. I forgot. What if I send you a cassette tape in the mail? Please do 625 that. 625 Second no, Street. No, don't send San that. San Francisco. Don't send us cassette tapes. 94107. Uh, but uh, just like Mark did, um, and uh, by the way, preferable if you send your own music and not just, I heard this song and it's cool. Yeah, I don't like do that. To, I like to hear your guys' music. So, just like Mark did, who writes Beyond, thanks for the many hours of conversational entertainment you provide me, enabling much-needed distraction from the drudgery as I toil away in the code mines day after day. Not coal, but code. Mm. Get it? Because he's a programmer. Ah! Or an engineer. Anyway, I hear the request for music each week, and I thought to myself, eh, why not? My music is a little unusual and not quite as polished as some of the stuff I've heard on the show. The band is called Rude Emoticon Machine, and the attached song is 
fresh zombie treats. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> I hope we can find. I hope you can find some enjoyment in it. Thank you very much, Mark. It is experimental, but I did enjoy it. So let us now listen to fresh zombie treats. Beyond. Beyond. Clements, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. 